Hey everybody, it's Corey Mosley and this is the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast, strategy, testimony, and real talk for all things entrepreneurship. And it starts right now. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm Corey Mosley, and as usual, we are talking about all things entrepreneurship, staying focused, staying motivated, growing, and I'm continuing my series uh, during this COVID-19 pandemic. You know, we talked about health and wealth and finance and mental health in one of our previous episodes, and today I've got together what I consider to be kind of like the Avengers, the super friends, because they were talking about how to stay motivated, inspired, and activated during a pandemic. And I thought there's no better people to have on than uh, three of my guests today. We've got an awesome actual panel that we're going to knock out today. And I, I want to run off some names to you. I'm going to run off some titles to you so you can see the impact. Because if there ever was an episode where you want to be writing stuff down, it's going to be this one. Uh, when I think of things like an attitude of excellence, a setback is a setup for a comeback. It only takes a minute to change your life. How to turn setbacks into greenbacks. Thriving through your storms, anointed for business, full throttle experience, platinum presentations and productivity, shark mindset, all but stink, the off season and the best teams always win. These are some powerful titles, and I've got the people that wrote the content, and they're going to be sharing it here with you today. My guest today, first and foremost, Dr. Willie Jolly. He is a Hall of Fame speaker, syndicated radio show host, and best-selling author of several of the books I mentioned, including A Setback is a Setup for a Comeback and An Attitude of Excellence. Uh, he asked me to also point out he's a great friend of myself and a fan of my beautiful wife, Siomara. So shout out to her. I'm also, I'm also joined by Delatoro McNeil II. I told him I would make sure I said the second in there. He is a peak performance and presentation skills expert, keynote speaker, author, and mentor to influencers. He's also creator of his new program, Crush Your Sales, the online course. Profitable, persuasive presentation skills for sales professionals and entrepreneurs. And finally, Walter Bond. Walter Bond's a former NBA athlete, Hall of Fame speaker, and business coach. He's the best-selling author of his new book, Swim, a business fable about a shark, a sucker fish, and a parasite. I can't wait to get into this one. Guys, thanks for joining the show today. My Thank pleasure. you, Corey. My pleasure, Corey. And I am a fan of you and more 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 specifically of your wife. So you way over married. I, I, I appreciate you and I will pass that along. Uh oh, always good to have you on. All right, so, good. <laughs> so listen, I've asked you guys I first and foremost appreciate your time. I know there's a, a lot going on right now. A lot of people are getting out content doing virtual presentations and really, really out there helping keep keep people's minds together keep so when i thought about this idea of how are people staying motivated out there i mean people are using laughter where i send a lot of people different memes and things 
that come up just to really try to keep some levity out here. And as you know, people are being touched in different ways. Uh, this is affecting very close to home for some people uh, where they're personally dealing with COVID-19 or they have friends and relatives or they've lost people. So there's just a whole swirl of emotions out here. So I wanted to get together three of my personal friends who are also experts in this area to talk about this. And Willie, I want to start with you. I'm going to I'm going to go around this roundtable here for the next hour and just bring people in on, on, on different on different topics because it's just so much expertise here. And what's so funny is, is that, you know, I have a lot of great guests on and I'll pick up a thing or two here. But like I set up like a whole notepad because I know that there's going to be so much knowledge dropped here today, having heard from all of you and read your books. So it's super important. But let me pivot to you, Dr. Jolly. I, I want to start with you because there's been it's almost like you foresaw a lot of this with with some of the content you've been putting out for years. What's one of the thing I want to go around to each of you right now and start with what's one of the main things you've been talking to people about during this pandemic coronavirus period? Well, thank you, Corey. And first, I want to thank you for having me. And I'm honored to be on with two of my my guys. Uh, I call them my guys because they they have been such exceptional speakers and influencers. And I, I've seen them go from starting their business to becoming world-renowned. So uh, Walter mm-hmm. Bond and Delatoro McNeil II. I've been focusing a lot on principles from the book, A Setback is a Setup for Comeback, as well as the book, Turn Setbacks into Greenbacks. As much as I love the Attitude of Excellence book, I've kind of put that over to the side for a little while because we've got to first deal with mindset. Uh, All comebacks start in your thinking, in your mind. And so what I have been focusing almost all my energies over the last uh, couple months is first embracing the principles that I teach myself. Mm. One, don't panic. Critically important that, that people, including myself and my family, when this hit, that we make a commitment and we made a commitment to not panic because panic is taken from the Greek word to choke. And Mm. when you panic, you choke off the air to your brain. And when you choke off the air to your brain, what happens is you cannot make wise decisions. So in a moment of decision necessity, you will end up making poor decisions in a panic position. So I tell people, whatever you do, first thing, stop, calm down. Do not panic so you can think your way through this process. And that is really the first thing I've done. And then there's some other points. Don't participate by making a commitment that you don't get be part of the problems. Be obviously part of the solution. And then don't commiserate. And we must limit our television time, bad news time, because we are, are, are people who have l- some limitations. And just like a sponge, if you took a sponge and put it in a bucket of water, it will only be able to take up so much water before it becomes oversaturated and ineffective in doing what it was created to do. The same is true for people. We have 
some limit of how much bad news we can take until we become ineffective. So 15, 20 minutes, that's all we need. Find out what the weather's going to be, what the what the latest news is, and we got to get on with our lives and mm. not be sitting in front of a television 24-7 because they'll make us ineffective. So those are the, those are the, like the, the core. I've got more, but I want to I want to I want to take out my pad and pencil because I'm getting ready to get some good stuff from some good thinkers, uh, Walter Bond and Delatoro McNeil. So Del, let me uh, let me toss it to you uh, with the same question. What what's kind of been your go to thing that you've been talking about? Because you're putting out, you know, you do the Delatoro Dash, you know, sixty seconds to change your life. I love it. You, you know, you're you're out there biking and and doing all. I'm in the house. You're out there biking. I love it. Getting that getting that fresh air. I'm I'm looking at my treadmill. I look at it every day. Give it a firm air. And 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 I tell it one day I'm coming to get on you. So you're, you're out there observing. What's the what's that one thing you're your go to right now that you're telling people? You know what? That's a fantastic question. And let me just also say how much of an honor it is to be with my brothers, my friends, my mentors. Uh, it's, it's an amazing thing when you can uh, share an industry with with men and women of greatness that you admire. You call them friends. You call them coaches. You call them mastermind partners, thought partners. And I truly feel like uh, that is uh, accountability partners. And I truly feel that with Walter and, and Dr. Jolly and yourself, Corey. So um, my, my primary message has been the thing that I've noticed. So I agree with Dr. Jolly. And I think it's so profound what he said. He said, listen, while I'm sharing this content, I'm applying it to myself and my family and my staff. And I think that that's something that every high achiever who's listening to this needs to pay close attention to. Uh, because I think it's so important that we don't that that we that we take care of ourselves as we're taking care of others. I think it's so vitally important that we make sure that we are okay in our own emotional uh, and and mental and, and spiritual well being as we are charged with inspiring and encouraging and influencing other people because we're all going to have moments because this this hit our industry very hard and so we're all having to make adjustments so uh, one of the things that i've been sharing recently is don't panic but pivot right we've been hearing that a lot and uh how, how do you begin to start shifting what is it you're doing and i wrote a book seven years ago called thriving through your storms 12 profound lessons to help you grow through anything you go through in life and i think it's so important now more than ever before that we really focus on the fact that that we can't stop developing in the middle of all this so here's what's so amazing for me, right? As soon as they started announcing things being shut down, as soon as they started announcing essential and non-essential businesses, you know, every time I would go out to go to the grocery store or do something with my daughters, I've got two girls, 14 and 12, and just kind of grooming them up. Uh, but every time I would have to run any errands whatsoever, I noticed something profound. And what I noticed was that the highways were still being widened. I noticed that construction was still going on on every building. I noticed that hotels were still being built. I noticed that new construction homes were still going up. So, it, so the, the big message that I got early in this pandemic was that construction was still happening, so my dream had to keep being constructed too. I couldn't, I couldn't stop working on the dream. I couldn't stop working on the business, working on the vision, because if, if the government is smart enough to let highways continue to be widened and interstates continue to grow, and buildings continue to go up, they know something clearly that we don't, which means they know that we're coming out of this. They know that there's something on the other side of this. And although we're responsible for being quarantined and staying indoors and obeying the laws of the land, 
At the same time, we have to use this, quote, mandatory staycation to do a lot of the things that we can't do, that we couldn't do or haven't been able to do in our old norm. So one of the things that I've been really focused on is continuing to build. Uh, I've been really focused uh, in January. In fact, we created our first online course, not knowing COVID was coming, but we created our first online course. And one of my goals in 2020 was to digitize my content, take every single one of my books, turn it into an online course, take every single one of my, uh, all of my core content and begin to start to digitize it. And now, of course, everybody's kind of on that bandwagon right now, online courses, webinars, conference calls, things of that nature, Corey. But for me, my biggest message to everyone is if you're going through a storm, keep going, right? If you're going through a storm, keep going. Don't stop. Uh, take breaks when you need to, but um, we got to keep moving through this because this too shall pass, right? And the pendulum can't go in one direction without swinging equally in the back of the other direction. And so right now we're 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 going through it swinging in a, in a, in, a, in somewhat of a negative direction, but it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna swing back in that positive direction. And when it does. We want to be on the front end of that wave. We want to be developing. We want to be pushing. We want to be leading the way. So, I'm, I, I, like, Corey, you said this before we even got on. There's books that I've read in the last three weeks that it took me six months to try to get finished. You know, right. there's action. There's actions I've been able to take in my business over the last month that's taken me 12 months to try to do when we're normally flying all over the place and busy and booked and scheduled and stuff like that. So. I've, I've looked at this as a mandatory staycation, and I've really focused every day on getting up and taking a few specific actions that's going to keep me moving forward and inspiring others as I continue to inspire myself. So that's what I've been doing, bro. That's awesome, man. I love it. I love to keep constructing. I love that piece. Walter, let me pivot to you. You know, obviously, you spent a lot of time on the road. Um, you know, you're one of the most in-demand speakers out there. The the client list, Hilton Hotels, GNC, Fifth Third Bank, Fidelity goes on and on. What are you telling? What are you telling corporate America? What are you telling your, your, your video content? You're putting out videos that are going out to a lot of these corporations also. What's been your go-to thing right now? You know, more of the same, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, um, I'm an athlete, you know, and I really boil down who I am at the core. I'm an athlete first, so I run everything through my athletic mindset. And in sports, we have what we call an off-season. And in the off-season, every year, you get a chance to not work in your business, but on your business. And when you're in season, you're competing. And whatever you do well, you do well. You don't really have time to add any new features to your game because you're competing. And that's what the off-season mm. is about. Off-season is about losing 10 pounds, gaining 10 pounds, working on your left hand, having exponential growth. And as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I'm looking at COVID-19 as the biggest blessing I've seen in 19 years of me being a speaker because mm. I've been grinding so hard, I've never really had a true off-season. You know, I try to take it, but this is a real one. You know, I've been cooped up in my house for seven weeks, I'm having a blast. I feel like I'm working harder than ever, not in my business, but on my business. And so right. for anybody listening today, you know, pro athletes, your off season is sacred. And, you know, it's different than collegiate amateur sports. You know, in amateur sports, the coach might recommend, like, you know what, this is what you need to do to get better. At the pro level, it's not a recommendation. It's a demand. And if you don't make these improvements, I'm going to find somebody else who will. Right. So your your off seasons as a pro athlete are critical because we just watched the NFL draft and everybody's excited 
about the new players getting drafted. But the reality is there's going to be a whole lot of players that get pushed out the NFL because of these new guys that just got drafted, right? So if we're going to bring in 200 new players, that means 200 players are going to get pushed out. Mm. And so that's the nature of the beast. So your offseason is critical. So right now we're not working in our business. We're working on our business. And it's been such a blessing for me to be able to take time and really improve our coaching program, improve everything we do online, improve our animation. The worst thing a person can do right now is nothing. The worst thing mm. you can do right now is sit there and become a Netflix, Netflix and chill. Junkie. Netflix and chill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people yeah. waiting for it to be over, right? And they're, they're, they're Netflix junkies, hula, they're catching up on all their shows, and they're waiting for this world to come back how it used to be, and it's not. This world is not going to be the same. And the way I see it is that every time a war happens, something exponentially different happened as a result of the war. World War One, world was different after World War One. World War Two, things were different. Well, right now we're fighting the coronavirus war, and when this war is over, the world's going to be different. And the, the biggest thing we could do right now, and I talk about it in, the, in my book Swim, sharks run the ocean for one reason: they're made of cartilage which means they're not rigid. They know when to pivot. They know when to change. They know when to shift. And one day I had a, two business guys call me the same day, and it was profound. One business guy called me, says, Walter, we've already pivoted. We're only down 80%. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're doing this. What do you think? I'm like, man, sounds great. Love it. Another business guy called me, says, Walter, I was online all day looking at your videos. And I came up on your video called The Pity Party. And man, I watched it like 10 times, and I realized I was going to Pity Party. Now, yeah, it was uh, like now one was hibernating. I want you to talk about that for a second. I was going to ask you about the pity party because I know that's a thing that you talk about. So just yes, I mean, fi finish what you were saying, but tell I want you to define <laughs> that for everybody uh, uh, quickly. Well, again, you know, I'm a corporate athlete now. In, in order to be successful in sports, you have to be mentally tough. You have to have mental stamina. And a pity party really is a spoof that I do in my keynote and I've had times when I've thrown pity parties as I grow, grew and developed. But once you become a man, you know, or a woman, I tell everybody, don't you ever let a pity party last more than three days. Mm. You know, Jesus got That's up right. on that third day and That's you right. get up there. Right? Now, stuff happens. Life is messy. Right? Bring paper towels. But on that third day, you better rise again. And, you know, I had my best year ever in 2019. You know, I I wanted that thing to keep going. The spigot was wide open, right? Mm -hmm. And I got sucker punched like everybody else. But you know what? It is what it is, right? And and, and right. now I got right back to the grind. I got right back to the grind. And to me, I'm in off-season mode and took further notice. And when this thing is over, I'm going to be bigger. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be faster. And people are going to say, man, what happened? <laughs> so this so, guy has blown up his coaching program. He's built an online university. He's taking full advantage right. of this off-season break because, as an athlete again, this is a built-in break that God has given us all to reset. I think this is a spiritual war that God has allowed us to partake in, and the wise of us will reset. We're gonna reset our families. We're gonna reset our priorities. We're gonna reset our bodies. We're going to reset everything about us because right now the worst thing you can do is nothing.
So I'm going to keep that going. I mean, there's a, and, and there's a ton of stuff. And thank you all for weighing in on that. Uh, a couple things I want to circle back on because I was saying before we started, right? You know, there were so many things that we got done. Uh, you know, some things I was working on that we did. You know, in two weeks that I had kind of on the burner for for two years. So I think a lot of people are in that frame of mind. However, I, Dr. Jolly, I want to bring you back in because I think that, and I've been saying this to to some media outlets that I've been doing some media on people who were progressive and had the right attitude, had a good mindset before this happened, of course, naturally are going to keep that mentality going through this and then going beyond. However, what about the reckoning of people who didn't have a positive attitude before this thought the world was against them to begin with nothing felt like nothing was going right. And now and now this has occurred. One one of the favorite things that I always remember you saying in your videos, Dr. Jolly, this is for you, is when you reference the idea of if you can look up, you can get up. What can you tell people right now who weren't really optimists before this, who weren't really even entrepreneurs, you know, grinding in their business, right? They're not all positive. So what could you tell people who it wasn't natural for them right now? Now they got to have this this rude awakening what can they be doing well thank you uh first of all i'm I'm taking notes that's why i'm so quiet because this is some good stuff that i'm getting from my uh my friends because one of the things i've learned is that uh, iron sharpens iron and Mm. that one of the Mm -hmm. keys to being successful is who you hang out with if you hang out with nine losers you're gonna be number 10 and so whether it's in good times or bad times. So I hang out with winners. I talk to winners. Notice something very important. No one who's thus far spoken has talked about what kind of car they're going to get when this is over. What they go, well, how much they're going to expand the house. Because, see, thinkers talk about ideas. Um, and you know, it's been said for years mm-hmm. that big people talk about ideas, middle, middle people talk about things, and, and small people talk about people. We haven't talked mm-hmm. about no people. We haven't talked about any things. We talked about ideas, and that's what, what I want to encourage the people who are listening here to start changing who you hang out with because that will have an impact on how you will think and what you will do. That's why I've been quiet. Now, I, I want to say in terms of the people who, who were negative and weren't prepared or weren't weren't looking. Uh, you know, I, I I look at the fact that I am uh, a uh, not only am I a motivational speaker and, and not only am I a, a singer. I hope everybody has gone to my site Win with Willie and listened to the song I created here in this time of isolation. I I got a song called We'll Get Through This. Les Brown called me the other night and said Willie, I Have can't mercy. stop watching this song. I watch it first thing in the morning. I watch it every night. He said, and I've shared it with everybody every day on my on my uh, Facebook Live program I do. It is life-changing. Well, that came because I decided while I'm here, Walter's right on. If you're doing nothing while you're sitting around watching Netflix all day, you're wasting an opportunity. This is a right. great opportunity <laughs> to grow yourself, to develop yourself, to learn a new language, learn how to play the piano, learn to knit. I learned to cook. I learned to cook doing this. I have learned to cook. I have been married 35 years. I 
have been so busy over these last 35 years building businesses, I never took time to cook. My wife would do the cooking. Well, I learned to cook. I had seared teriyaki marinated salmon on Friday night that I cooked, and it was delicious. Now, I say all that to say that I want everybody to do a couple things. One, I told you, don't panic. Don't willingly participate. Don't commiserate. But then I want you to do a couple things, uh, more things, that go along with what Walter and well, uh, Delatoro said. Uh, that the great ones, they when they're going through a tough time, they keep one eye on the problem and one eye on winning the game. Now, I, I'm not a professional athlete. Walter is. But I, I study professional athletes. And let's say we were looking at a golf tournament and – Tiger Woods is at the tee box, and he hits the ball off the tee, but he has a bad shot. Everybody going to have a bad shot sometime in your life. And it goes over in the woods. Now, now he can start to hack at it and hit it and go crazy and, and just swing and just don't care where he willy-nilly, but no. The great ones say, okay, what's, what's our plan here? How do we deal with one eye, this problem I'm in right now, and then one eye on where we're going? So the great ones First thing is, let me get it out of this rough, over into the fairway. That's the first goal. Second goal is to win the game. Go after the game. So right now we're in the rough. We're in the woods. It's a tough moment. But I want you to focus. Okay. How do I – I got to get through this. But I am never forgetting the goals I set. And if you haven't set goals, I had a guy, Shay Brown, who called me this morning, and uh, he happened to be at my goal-setting seminar at the beginning of this year. He said, Dr. Jolly, I just want to let you know, you, you pushed us during that goal-setting seminar to think bigger than we've ever thought before. And I, 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 I had to work on it, but I wrote notes on, on January the 4th when we did it. And I'm over, going over my notes right now, and I'm looking how my life has changed since January, even in the midst of this coronavirus, my thinking has expanded. So I want to encourage people, if if you haven't set big, bold, audacious, compelling, challenging goals that you are still on your task to achieve or you want to achieve this year, even in the midst of this, then I want to invite you to uh, uh, let me help you with that. And if you'll just uh, reach out to me, I will send you, uh, my team and I will send you some some resources to help you get your goals in order. If you just uh, go to uh, any of my web, if you go to winwithwilly.com, all my websites are there and you can figure out how to reach me from there. Uh, or info at willyjolly.com is my email, info at willyjolly.com. But win with Willie and, and all my websites. So we can help you get focused on winning the game as Walter said. You know, that's so profound, winning the game. And I wrote to uh, also uh, Della Torres, the pendulum is going back and forth. Right now it's going back. But get ready, world. It's coming back. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. It's going to come back, spirit. Coming. Come. Oh, I got him. You find me up today, Della Torres and, and Walter Bond. I had to get up out of my chair. I'm fired up, but the best is yet to come. Come on, somebody. <laughs> that's, that's a note to the audio engineer because we know these levels are getting ready to blow through. These these boys are just these boys are just, just warming up. Now. up. <laughs> All right, know, you so, know, let me let me say this, Corey. You know, I'm I'm uh you know everybody on this call is um you know men of faith, and just this week, ironically, I was reading about Joseph, and Joseph was a guy in the in the Bible 
who got thrown in a, in a ditch by his brothers. Now, if you all thinking y'all having a bad day, you know, that's, a, that's a bad day when your own brothers throw you in a ditch to die. But uh, fast forward, he finds himself in Egypt. He finds himself um, in Pharaoh's uh, castle, if you will. And long story short, he taught Pharaoh how to prosper in a family. And it encouraged me because I believe we can prosper in this family. You know, this family is no different than the one back in Egypt, you know, 100,000 years ago. But to me, you got to be smart. You got to be strategic. And you got to be calm, as Willie said. You can't panic right now. And to me, whatever industry you're in, the smart money is on anticipating where your industry is headed. And don't meet it there, beat it there. You know, as speakers, we all know this thing is going to be played online. And Zoom is is killing the game right now. In fact, if you got yeah. some money on the sideline, go buy you some Zoom stock because everybody's pretty much on Zoom or, or its equivalent every day, all day. And one thing my wife so and I have done, we've invested in some stock. You know, everybody's right. at home, so we looked up companies that serve people in their house, and we bought a bunch of stock. And our stock portfolio has been taking a nice run. Right. So, you know, I live in a community with eight billionaires. I never forget I had dinner with a guy. Um, and he said, Walter, I make money when the market is up. I make money when the market's down. It really don't matter to me. I make money every day, no matter what season we're in, I make money. And he goes, Do you want me to teach you? Now, I was so busy speaking, I was like, Yeah, Marvin, I do, but you know, I gotta get off this road and Martin passed away. Martin passed away, maybe he was 90-something. But there's a bunch of lessons in there. He was 90-plus, very wealthy, and he was willing to teach me, though. And he was a giver, right? He was like, hey, man, I'll teach you if you want me to teach you. And I wasn't able to take advantage of it because he passed away. Now, Willie Jolly, you were my first teacher. You know, when I first started this business, you were a mentor. I met Desi Williamson. I met Willie Jolly. I met Keith Harrell. You three got me on my feet. It was no different than a baby walking. You know, babies, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve months, they start taking that first step. Those legs are weak. Those legs are wobbly. You need someone to help you walk in this business. So right now, one thing you can do to help yourself through this coronavirus is go get you a mentor who's already operating where you want to be. You know, we live right. in a world where everybody's trying to get theirs, and we all need support. We all need coaches. Again, I'm an athlete. My coaches help me reach my potential. My coaches help me develop. I don't care who you are, you need support. And I'll give you two examples. People talk about Tiger Woods and how good he is. Great. Very talented. But when Tiger Woods' father passed away, Tiger Woods fell apart. For one reason. He lost his support. Mm. Michael Jordan, when his father died, he wouldn't play baseball. The most gifted athlete, the most mentally tough athletes we've ever seen, Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods, when they lost their father, they both mentally lost it for a little bit. And that really teaches us all something. I don't care how tough you think you are. You need support. I don't care how tough you think you are. You need coaching. And if you're out here on your own, if you're out here by yourself, I'm talking to you. Go get you a coach. Go get you a mentor. Go get someone that can help support you, that can help you get to where you want to be. And they got no motive in the game. All they want to do is help. And to me, it's hard to find that kind of support. And I can relate to Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods because I lost my father. I lost that go-to guy I could talk to that's going to give me that advice and didn't want nothing but my success. Didn't have an ulterior mm -hmm. motive. All he wanted to do was be daddy. 
And it really teaches us all as men, women, to be support to somebody else. And you right. can't do great things without building the right support network around you. So if you don't do right. nothing else with coronavirus, go get you some coaches. Go get you some mentors. Go get some people. Go to Willie Jolly's website like he told you. Go to Dale's website like he said. Go get some help because you can't do nothing great all by yourself. All right, let me hop back in here. This is the beauty of having three, uh, two Hall of Fame speakers and one sure to be future Hall of Fame speaker on. We can have a four hour. We, we go Joe Rogan on this thing. We'd be on for no four good. hours. So it'd be dinner time. We still be talking. So, so let me let me talk about a couple things because I've been I've been writing some things down as we've been popping up. One of the things that popped in my head. One of the things Grant Cardone's been saying, right? Never waste a good crisis. So that that you know is fitting all of what we're saying about how we can stay focused and different things we want to do. Dell, I want to bring you in here um, as a peak performance expert. You know, Jim Rohn said, what is easy to do is also easy not to do. And I want to get your input on where people are making these decisions, right? I know I should be reading. This is a great time to read more books. I know this is a great time to write my book. I know this is a great time to rethink my business. You know, we joked before, I joked before we came off of my, my love hate affair, walking past my treadmill every morning, um, mm-hmm. you know, every day going into my office uh, to get started today when I know it's, I could hop on that thing and knock out 20, 30 minutes and, and not even miss the day. I feel great. I know it makes me feel better after I do it, but why do three out of those seven days do I not do it? What are you yeah. seeing right now? What advice do you have coming from this peak performance kind of mindset that, that you have um, to help people not to choose not to procrastinate, to choose not to just because you don't have to be anywhere at nine o'clock anymore, maybe like you used to, how do you still have that discipline? Fantastic question. Um, and just, I, I'm just, I'm loving this, this, this class from the Titans <laughs> that's happening right now. I think yeah, it's, it's really good sensational. Stuff. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, I, and I, I've been, I've actually been, Walter, your ears should be burning, bro, because I've been quoting you every week for the last five weeks on my webinar teaching about the off season. And I say, I say one of my best friends, he's a fellow peak performance expert is Walter Bond. And he talks about how the best athletes are developed in the off season. So I quote you every week, brother, uh, on, on my webinar and, and, and Dr. Jolly, you know, I quote you all the time as, as my uh, preeminent mentor. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this conversation. A couple things that I think will add value to the conversation as we continue to move forward. Uh, one of the things that we have to remember in all of this is that your comfort zone is very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. But your comfort zone is very comfort comfortable. It's called a comfort zone for a reason. Now, if we dig deep and we scratch on that a little bit, your comfort zone was set up by fear to keep you safe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. Your comfort That's what I'm zone. Talking about set up, right now. I got the chills comfort, going on. <laughs> so, so your comfort zone That's was good. set up That's by good. fear to keep you safe. Okay. You have to understand that fear has one job. Fear has only one job, and that job is to protect you. Okay, you have to understand if fear thinks you're five, do me a favor for a quick second, personify fear, act like it's a human being. Its job is to protect you because fear thinks you're a kid. Fear doesn't understand that you're a grown woman. Fear doesn't understand that you're a grown man. So fear's job is to take a look at anything that it does not look familiar to it and say, let's not do this. Right. Because we're only motivated if you boil all psychology down, we're only motivated by two forces, pain and pleasure. And when you understand the way that the mind works, okay, footnote, your brain is only your friend if you train it. 
We'll come back to that in a second. But at the end of the day, when you understand the way that the mind works, you understand that at the end of the day, the, the human mind will do more to avoid pain than it will to gain pleasure. So the only reason why we procrastinate on things, regardless of whether it's a, a treadmill or taking the next step in our business or getting on our Peloton bike or jumping in the swimming pool and doing some laps or running around the neighborhood or learning how to cook, the only, time, the only reason why we do any of those things is our brain is a master at coming up with other things that we can do rather than doing what is necessary. That's why I love what my mentor, Dr. Willie Jolly says. He says, all successful people never do what's comfortable. They always do what's necessary. Mm. I'm going to say that again. All successful people, they never do what's comfortable. They always do what's necessary because the chair of compromise is very comfortable. I'm going to say that again. The chair of compromise is very comfortable. So what we have to learn how to do is understand fear's job is to keep you safe, but fear's job will never make you happy. Fear's job will never make you successful. That's why you have to learn faith over fear, because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Now, it's also important that we understand the difference between the spirit of fear and the emotion of fear. There is nothing any human being can do to get rid of the emotion of fear. It is hardwired in your DNA. But the truth is there's only two fears that you were born with, the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Every other fear is what's called learned behavior. So how do we get the victory, Corey? If we can learn fear, we learn faith. If we can learn challenge, we can learn opportunity. So here's one of the things that I would like to encourage every single person who is listening to this, who is receiving value from this, to begin to start to do. First of all, baby steps. Instead of trying to go out there and run a marathon around the neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, say, you know what, I'm going to walk to, to, to the stop sign and come back on, on Monday. Then I'm going to walk to the stop sign and a half on Tuesday. Baby steps. Do small things. Instead of trying to drink uh, two gallons of water every day, you know what I'm saying? You know, drink two, drink two glasses and say, you know what, that was a good day. Micro goals. Even, even, even when God created the heavens and the earth, he took baby steps. He developed it one day at a time. And at the end of the day, he gave himself a pat on the back and said, this is good. So take baby steps as you're working on your goals, your business, your dream, your brand, your physical body. Take baby steps and every day. So why, here, here's my thought. Instead of trying to tell people not to watch TV because they're going to watch their shows. They're going to watch their shows. They're going to binge watch their stuff. Here's what I've been telling people to do. Put that on the other side of taking a step towards your dream. So if you want to binge watch Ozark, let's just say, for example, put that episode as your treat, as your reward on the other side of taking three steps in your towards your business and three steps mm. towards your personal physical body in that day and once you've done that then the reward you give yourself is you get a chance to watch an episode of your show here's the reason why that's so important you have to get your brain on your side you have to mm. get your brain on your side and your brain only gets on your side when you reward your brain okay because the reason why we procrastinate is because we haven't linked enough pleasure to the thing that we want to do so here's what i'm gonna say instead of trying to do the treadmill by yourself Get four or five other people on Zoom and y'all ride the treadmill together. And instead, instead of trying to do anything by yourself singularly, get four, five, six, eight, 10, 12 other people who also want to do the same thing. And guess what? Do it together. Because success is better, Dr. Jolly, come on now, success is better together. And so in isolation, we will always take the path of least resistance. Human beings are just like wheelbarrows. We only go as far as we're pushed. 
So we have to learn how to take baby steps and we have to learn how to, how to, how to celebrate on the other side of these small wins. The only reason why your garage is not cleaned out is because in your mind, you associate more pain to it than pleasure. But if I say, okay, you get to give yourself an, a, a butt naked massage on an exotic island. If you clean out your garage, all of a sudden you're going to get up enough gumption to get that thing done. Right. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, the only reason why we procrastinate is we associate pain to it. So sometimes that's as, that's as simple as writing down, what are five benefits of having a clean garage? What are six things that's going to happen as a result of me having an organized garage? And then get your kids involved. Our kids are home right now. This is a wonderful time to teach them work ethic, sweat equity. This is a wonderful time. I've been getting my daughters involved in some of everything around my house. We cook together. We detail the cars together. We're, 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 plant, we're planting a garden in the backyard right now together. Uh, we're doing all kinds of things that they can't do at school. And I'm teaching them about life and I'm teaching them about business. Every time I sell a product on a webinar, I make my daughters do the packaging. They got to put the put books in the packaging and, sh and put it in the priority mail envelope. And, and they got to work on stamps.com. I've got them. I know Walter's got his kids working in his business. I know Dr. Jolly's got his, his wife running his business. Corey, your wife runs your business. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a wonderful time for us to really get leverage. That's, that's the word I want you to, if, I want you to process. Get leverage on your brain because you're not going to feel like it. But you've got to get leverage on your brain by pushing past I don't feel like it with accountability, mm. getting a couple of people around you, and taking baby steps. Small baby steps every day is where it's at. And give yourself a reward on the other side because if you give yourself that Netflix show on the other side of taking the task, the brain's going to release that dopamine. Your brain's going to release that serotonin. And it's going to say, ooh, achieving this goal feels good now. And it's going to want to do more of it. But we have to realize, y'all, that we're dealing with a two million year old survival brain that doesn't want to change. So in order to get yourself to change, you've got to get leverage on your brain by giving it more rewards. I say this in my keynotes. If you want to get more done, you've got to learn how to have a whole lot more fun. I'm going to pass the mic. All right. So here's what we're going to do. I, I've got to... Wait, wait, no, wait, wait. No, Boom. No, no. I mean, I'm yeah, about I mean, to go clean out my garage. Content, uh, you got, yeah, of course, because you want that butt naked massage. I know that. I know it. I, I, that's, that's the reward. <laughs> my garage is going to be spotless. <laughs> all right. So listen, it's all like you forget, you, you're, yeah, 100%. It's almost you forget you're doing a show uh, when I get you guys on, on here. I mean, the content per minute, the, the, the sound bites, the things, the, the value that's coming here is, is just so strong it's exactly what i knew now i want to because we're crazy to think we're we're almost at the one hour mark i want to pose what i consider to be a, a, a difficult question it's not going to be a layup for for the three of you because i and i think it's important that we challenge and i want to get your input on this so i'm going to drop this question i'm going to start with dr jolly then i'll go to dell and i'll come to you walter so right now now, where a lot of us are viewed as, as motivators, motivational by nature, at the end of the day, all four of us on this uh, podcast right now are business owners. Uh, we've been making changes to our business, adjustments to our business. So the question I want to ask that I want to pose to you is, as our listeners who are business owners, who are entrepreneurs, who are entrepreneurs, people wanting to get started, um, for those of us that are in business right now, uh, have a product or service and now have made those adjustments. A lot of people are now 
not in necessarily proactive mode. They're in scramble mode. So I want you to stay with me for a second, and then I want to I want to give all three of you the opportunity to weigh in. So a lot of people are being told to go build. You know, if you're in informational products, go go build your course. Go go write that book. Go you know repackage your products and services. Now I want I want to know what your thoughts are because I see a lot of people rushing to do that, but they're putting together some mess. And they're trying to be their own developer. They're trying to be their own uh, designer. They're trying to be their own photographer. And they're th- they're taking what could be their million-dollar ideas and they're packaging them up in the $10 packages. So I want to get your thoughts on this idea of pivoting, also some of the things that you may be doing, virtual presentations, virtual keynotes. I want to talk about the business aspect and the decision to, yes, create products and services that now speak to quote unquote, the new normal or address opportunities to continue to earn a living. But your opinion on doing it in a way, is this just a, just get something done. So you're out there or should we still take the care of excellence that we should be taking when we bring a product or service to the market? Dr. Jolly, I want to start with you. Well, I might have a different answer than everybody else on this. (laughs) That's good. That's fine. And my answer is, do what you can with what you can wherever you are and the best you can. Do what you can with what you can wherever you are the best you can. And what that means is this. I wish I could tell you that the first audio I put out on the marketplace was mm-hmm. terrific. Looking back, I wish I could buy all of those things up. (laughs) (laughs) But it was where I was with what I had to work with at that point. So I did the best I could with what I had, and I tried to be the best I could at that moment. I didn't put out just junk, okay? But it was just throw something together. But I did the best I could. Now, in retrospect, it wasn't that good. (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't that good, but it was the best I had to put out then. It was an ugly little cassette tape and a and a soap dish, a handmade labels on it. It was, but it was what I had at the moment. So I would much rather them implement now, perfect later. Mm. Let me say that again. Okay. Implement now, perfect later. You get better as long as you keep trying to get better. But I don't want you to to be caught up in the paralysis of analysis. I got a friend, in fact. I'm thinking I got a call with him tonight because we're working on a deal. Who He's such a perfectionist, he never gets nothing out the door. He never gets <laughs> anything out the door. He talk about it, oh, I'm going to work on a book. He never can pull the trigger because he wanted to be so perfect that everything is perfect. And you know what? Les Brown taught me, don't wait for all your your little ducks to line up. Move now. Just move now. And I think I took that to heart. So that little ugly cassette tape, I, I sold it. I wish I could buy it back. But that little ugly cassette tape that I sold for 10 bucks a tape was that which led me to being able to get a professionally done one because I had that little money and then led me to be able to get my own little recording and duplicating machine, which led me to be able to be able to get my own process to start my first book, which we produced, to get 
which led me to a big book deal with a national publisher, which led me to a global best-selling book, a setback as a setup for a comeback, because I started where I was. I just want to encourage people. You know, it's going to be a mess, hot mess. Just do the best. Go back to give, do the best you can, wherever you can. Use what you got right there. And then give the best you can right then. Just be the best you can. It'll, in, in 10 years, you're going to look back and say, man, I wish I could buy up all those books or all of those programs I created because now I'm so much better. But remember, Michael Jordan, if you're looking at his program on, on this documentary, he got cut from his high school basketball team because he wasn't good enough. But he kept getting better. Excellent. Dell. Man, I mean – I'm, I'm loving the conversation. You know, one of the things that I'd like to add to the conversation, Dr. Jolly, thank you for the for passing the baton, man. Remarkable, remarkable content. And Doc, you taught me this many years ago, uh, which is that whole, and I actually have a lot of those cassettes. Because <laughs> they, 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 they was the beginning for me. But man, I'm telling you, um, I want to encourage everyone, take imperfect action. And one of the things that I love to share with audiences and, and people in coaching is this. Everything that you own right now, when they sold it to you, they sold it to you imperfect. Your iPhone, your television, everything that you have that you use on a regular basis, your iPad, everything that they, they sold it to you imperfect when you bought it. That's why they're always sending you digital updates and you got to download the latest version of the app. Every app you have on your phone mm, was imperfect okay. when you installed it. But the reason why is because they want your purchase to fund their research and development. So, so here's what, what blows my mind is we buy people's imperfect products all day long, but then we sit back on our own greatness because it's not perfect. So take imperfect action. Please write this down. Hashtag done is better than perfect. Get it finished. And then just like the, the, what Doc said, perfect it as you go along. Excellence, right, is doing the best you can with what you have at your level, but constantly work on tweaking your excellence and taking it to the next level. So you were asking specific questions, Corey, so let me double click on that for a quick second. So before the COVID came in, I researched four or five of the best online course platforms, did all the due diligence, and we finally landed on the Thinkific platform. I'm not a paid promoter of it. That's just the one that we chose to use. You got Kajabi, you got Teachable, you got a bunch of other ones. And then what I did was I asked three or four of my friends who are already succeeding in the online course space, okay, how many videos? How long should each video be? Should, should, do you need bonus modules? Do you need PDF downloadables? And my master's degree is in curriculum design, instructional systems. So I took the best practices of people who were already doing a great job. So whether this is membership programs or online courses or mastermind groups, whatever it is that you're doing. I know Walter's doing mastermind groups, et cetera, et cetera. Find the people who are doing a great job at that and really glean from what they're doing because success leaves clues. We just got to go find them. I'm going to say that again. Success leaves clues. We just have to go find them. Find people who are already doing a good job with these various courses and programs and put your foot in it at your level. If all you got is, is $500, make sure that's the most gangster $500 production you can do on your budget and make it a great course. And then once you sold 100 copies of that course, now you have some profit to put into it to take it to another level. But take imperfect action, take daily baby steps on what you're trying to do, and then once you put it out there, people will love it, they'll get around you, and your tribe wants to grow with you. 
So if you're in business, they want to see you grow from one level to the next level to the next level to the next level. So you might start off with, with, with a 10th grade online course. But my friend, we're going to go all the way to graduate school. You're going to keep taking it to that next level. That's the beautiful part about a lot of these online platforms is they allow you to keep adding co content. You can keep, you can do an introductory price to drop it down because while you're still kind of growing it and developing it. But please, my friends, take imperfect action on what you want and be excellent at your level. And here's the last thing I'm going to say, Corey, because I think this is very, very important. What I mean by being excellent at your level is so many of us as high achievers, we compare our uphill pedal to someone's downhill coast. Mm. i say that again. I, I like to bike a lot. I know Dr. Dolly likes to bike a lot. And one of the, what I mean by that is we look at, we oh, Tony Robbins, right? Great, awesome, right? Like, the cat's been doing it 40 years. <laughs> you know, Bishop T.D. Jakes, right? <laughs> okay, again, <laughs> 40 years, right? You got to breathe. And, and these people put in decades worth of work that you weren't even around for. And we just, we just, Walter, we, took, we totally passed by their process and we just see their end product of their global brand. And then we say, okay, well, I'm not there yet. And we use, we use that as an excuse to not produce. Stop comparing someone else's downhill coast to your uphill climb. Go through your own uphill climb and you will get to the tipping point where you'll get a chance to coast. But be excellent at your level and commit to, as Walter's going to say, master those fundamentals. Boom. He just te he teed you right up there, Walter. Well, you know, I, I just want to just land the plane because you know Dell and Doctor Jolly are exactly right, and I'm a, I'm gonna frame it up this way. The first time I touched a basketball, I was about eight years old. I didn't get paid until I was 23. I mean, so that's 15 years of development it took for me to become a pro. And the process is what people don't sometimes understand. The process is what people don't want to commit to. And just like Willie said, you know, if I go back and look at some old videos when I first started speaking, I had no cards behind a podium. And one day I had the courage to say I'm done with no cards, right? So it was just like we live life on levels, right? And whatever you level you're on, you got to live the level you're on. And it also has a lot to do with our talent and capacity. No matter how hard I worked, I didn't have the gifts and skill sets of Michael Jordan. So I had to become the best Walter Bond I could be and be okay with that. Mm. You know, and if you also look at Michael Jordan, he tried to play baseball. He realized he didn't have enough time to perfect it. No matter how good he was, no matter, no matter how athletic he was, he just didn't have the time to become a major league ball player because it takes years and years of development, years and years of practice. You know, I've been keynoting 19 years, and people come up to me and say, oh, my God, you're amazing. I've never seen someone touch my emotions and tell stories and funny. You were unpredictable. You had me on the edge of my seat. You're just amazing. And I said, you know, I should be. I've been doing it 19 years. I about <laughs> that is the Walter you Bond know? response, by the way. Okay, yeah, for real. I, 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 right, right, right. Not, I'm so humble. I'm so humble. Thank you. No, I mean, I should be. I've been doing this a long time. That, that's my that's point. Great. I mean, you should be. You know, why, why would someone open up a restaurant? We've all been to a restaurant and the food's okay, right? The food's all right. Like, why in the heck do you label yourself a professional restaurant and I can have a better meal at home? See, I have a different viewpoint of that. If you're going to call yourself a pro, you got to bring it, right? And I tell people there's a difference in professional speakers versus professionals who speak. 
you know, Willie and, and Dale and myself and you, Corey, we are professional speakers. There's a lot of people who are professionals who speak in the context of their job. But if you're going to give me an hour on the microphone, I got to show out like a pro. Right. Because that's the label that we've given ourselves. And that's the level of expectation that our clients have of us. And when you go and watch NBA All-Star Weekend, you expect to see a show. You go watch LeBron, you expect to see a show. Beyonce, you expect to see the show. If you get paid every two weeks, if I get, get to come evaluate you on your job, I can see a show. I don't care if you're hanging drywall. I don't care if you're a plumber. I don't care if you're teaching the third grade. If you are getting paid, we should be able to come and look at you and say that is a pro, that is a professional. Now, here's the reality. You still got to go through the process of becoming great. Yes, talent has a lot to do with it, but you got to pay the price. You got to be mm. diligent. You got to be willing to transform your mind, your skill sets, your abilities. You got to commit to the industry. And here's the truth Jesus didn't teach until he was, what, 30? He right. was on this earth for 30 years before he got released, which means he wasn't quite ready yet. He has some development to do. He has some practicing to do. And he was in the synagogues when he was 12. And when he got about 30, that's when he was ready. That's when he got released. So as far as I'm concerned, if Jesus got to get into the laboratory, me and you do too, right, guys? Everybody that's on the right. phone call, if Jesus was in the lab for 30 years, come on now, talk to me, somebody. Mom. We all Mom. should be in the laboratory perfecting <laughs> our gifts, our abilities. And there's going to be a season where we get to that point where we're pro. There's going to be a season where you get released and say, man, that's a bad boy. But you can't ignore the 23 years it took. You can't ignore the 15 years it took. You know, it's painful when I go back and look at old keynotes. But that was a part of the process. I had to be willing to be bad before I could ever be great. Mm-hmm. No right. one plays golf the first time and kills it. Nobody. Right. You got to <laughs> go through that town called bad. You got to go through that town called mediocre. You got to go through that town called decent before you ever got a chance to land in that town called great. And the process is what's beautiful. And let me tell you something. The process will keep you humble, too. I've been run out of high schools before. You know, I I have been awful on the platform before, too. And I learned my lesson. I learned what I did wrong. Because let me tell you something. Ain't nobody going to be harder on me than me. Uh, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you why you. No, go ahead. Ain't nobody going to be harder on me than me. And listen, I'm going to tell you. To it's me, a, that's that's what helps the process. Oh, we can talk about this for days, but it pops in my head. I, you know, for most, for several of us who our wives will travel with us or or what have you in the business, you just made me think about a moment where I had done the. I I just thought this pre I thought this keynote was just the baddest thing I had come up with, and it was so timely and like I was, you know, I was just going to just going to kill it, and I went and did it, and. You know, the feedback, the smile sheets, as they like to say in, in our world, the stuff came back and, and people like rated the presentation high, but they were like, eh, on the content. Now, and, and I remember going to my wife because I, I used to get really affected by that stuff. And I'm like, this, they don't know what this is real good content. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. But you, 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 right? You have to, you have to take that in and you have to kind of you, you are your own worst critic sometimes but but you are focusing on getting better and looking where you can do the changes so um that was just one of those things that hit home for me all right here's what we're gonna let, do let me make one more comment Corey, okay and i'm Go ahead. sure willie and um all of you guys I, will agree good i've gotten off the platform before and in my mind i was like oh man i was okay i didn't kill it 
and the crowd will give me a standing ovation. The meeting plan will be like, oh, my God, we love you. But in my heart, I was like, I ain't killed this. Right. You know, I don't care yeah, what y'all yeah, said. Yeah. This is not my best. And, you know, I, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I'm glad you guys appreciated it. But, man, I felt like I, I left some meat on the bone. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of mentality I think it takes to be a pro. You know, yeah. uh, um, Tom Brady, if he gets to the Super Bowl and loses, he's not happy. Right, that's right. <laughs> Right. He didn't. He didn't go to get into the Super Bowl. He goes to win the Super Bowl. And every time you do something, it's got to be the goal is to be excellent. Like I want to kill this ballroom so bad that when I'm done, they need to go and take this microphone and put it in the ocean. It should never <laughs> be used again. <laughs> that, and, and he believes that, folks. And that's a, I love that. And that's, that's why. That's why you are. Doug Walters, uh, an achiever, because you have that mindset. And I think that's critical for everybody as we're going through this tough time, that you get a mindset of this. we got two choices here. We can let this beat us or we can beat it. We can let this humble us or we can say, you know what, we're going to stand up and keep fighting. Now, we might have a tough moment here. We might lose some loved ones. We might have some challenges. We might, our business might struggle. We might have to uh, uh, eat tuna fish a little bit through this time because all of our businesses have been impacted. I don't know where everybody is financially, but everybody who's listening might say, well, I don't have what y'all got. That's okay. We've been there. But here's what I do know. Like a friend of mine I talked to today, he he called me, He one of my buddies, and he's a, he was a pastor, got diagnosed with cancer. And he wrote a blog. He said, I'm in the arena now, of with, like in a gladiator arena, and in the arena are two foes, cancer and me. Now, one of us got to die. I don't know which one that cancer is thinking, but I'm telling you who I'm thinking. Cancer, you got to die. And so I have made up my mind, are you going to die? And he has beat cancer. He got had his last treatment. He called me yesterday and said, brother, I got a cigar. I'm sitting back, and I'm thankful because I made up my mind. I was going to live through this, and I have. And so I'm saying to you, Walter got the right attitude. Folks, I, I, I just want to give you these last couple thoughts that before we close out, that I told you don't panic. Don't willingly participate. Don't commiserate. Don't stop thinking about the power and the possibilities of tomorrow. Then I want you to be proactive. I want you to be proactive on something. Then be creative. I had to use my creative gifts, the isolation, to do a music video. I've never done a music video from my home in the midst of this coronavirus crisis by myself. I don't know what I'm doing, but I did the best I could. Well, it turned out good. And now people are blowing up. Like I said, go to winwithwilly.com to see it. But you see what I was able to do not knowing what I was doing. Just go and do. Fight. Stay in there. Be healthy. Stay away from from negative people. Be positive. And listen to this podcast over and over and over again, like when I first got started in this business, I listened to a cassette tape till I walked it out. I just listened every day, and I wore it out till I had to buy another one of the fact that if you think you can, you can. That's powerful stuff, Dr. Charlie. I appreciate you being on the show today for sure. Dell, let me come to you. Final thoughts, and um, give us your final thoughts as Dr. Jolly did, and also – let people know how they can get in touch with you and what you got going on. 
Uh, thank you so much. Appreciate this. This has been an honor to be with my buddies, be with my friends, be with my mentors. And I just want to encourage every one of you all, hopefully while you are hearing some things that you can take action on, follow, one thing I encourage every one of you all to do is Get a gratitude journal every morning. Write down eight things that you're grateful for, eight simple things that you're grateful for. One of them can be air conditioned. Another one can be hot running water. Another one can be food in the refrigerator. Another one can be, uh, you know, blood running through your veins. But start writing in a gratitude journal every day of what you have to be grateful for, what's working in your life, what things you do have instead of focusing on what you don't have, et cetera, et cetera. And then get up out of bed and, and, and do some form of exercise. You've got to get your physiology determines psychology. Most of us are letting our brain run the show. Instead of letting your brain run the show, let your body run the show. Start moving your body. The more you move your body, your body will tell your brain to kick into gear. Most people think that motivation is the cause of action, but motivation is also the result of action. So at the end of the day, sometimes you have to learn how to take action first and then let the feeling catch up. So I say this differently. I say it all the time. Execute first and feel it second. Stop waiting for the feeling to always show up. You're not going to always feel motivated. You're not going to always feel like getting up and doing, but execute first, and then your brain will catch up to your action. Um, another simple thing that you can do is really start feeding yourself good stuff. Read some good books. Pick one book. Out of all the books you have, pick one book, that you've been, that, that one book that you've been meaning to read. Put all the other ones in the garage and get, and get through that one book from cover to cover and allow that to be a blessing to your life. Take baby steps towards your actions and your goals and dreams. And even use social media for accountability. Go on social media and say, hey, guys, I'm trying to exercise more. Will some of y'all hold me accountable? Hey, guys, I'm trying to get this book finished. Will some of y'all hold me accountable? Hey, I'm trying to get a podcast together. Will some of y'all hold me accountable? You'd be amazed at how many people out there would love to get behind you on your journey. But you've got to actually put something out there. And you decree a thing, it shall be established. So put positive confessions out there. Believe. Keep good things in your ear. Keep good praise and worship music in your ear. Find songs that put you in a peak state. R&B songs, instrumental songs, hip-hop songs, whatever you listen to, whatever songs get you in a, in a mood to be productive and make something happen, and blast that stuff in your house, and that'll begin to start shifting your mind and get you into a place and shifting your actions. Um, people can follow me on, um, I'm at Delatoro on all social media, brothers trying to follow a first name basis. Hello. So it's at Delatoro, D-E-L-A-T-O-R-R-O. Our website is delatoro.com. You can find us on every platform. If you want to check out our brand new online course called Crush Your Sales, Persuasive Presentation Skills for Sales Professionals and Entrepreneurs, go to the website crushthesale.com. That's called crushthesale.com and, and make it happen. That's a perfect example of taking imperfect action. We, we named the course before we bought the domain. So the name of the course is called Crush Your Sales, but Crush Your Sales was taken. So we had to take the next closest thing, which is Crush the Sales. So the website is crushthesale.com. But don't let anything stop you from executing on finishing what it is that you want to start. The two hardest things to do in life are start and finish. So get the gumption to make something happen to get started and then have the fortitude to finish it and finish it and then grow it and cultivate it, take it to that next level. God bless you guys. I appreciate you all for the wonderful opportunity and honor to uh, add to this conversation. And uh, thanks, Corey, for putting it together. My pleasure. Thank you for everything that you've shared today. Also, Walter, Dr. Bond, I'm calling you Dr. Bond to close us out. What are your final hey. thoughts and uh, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, real simple. You know, we wrote a book called Swim and it hit a bestseller list in less than a year. And our publisher is thrilled. 
You know, we've sold over 10,000 copies in about nine months. And Swim Congratulations, is about man. a shark. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's about a shark, a sucker fish, and a parasite. <laughs> Don't even ask, man. This was a gift from God. I mean, it was um, – I went fishing one day and caught a sucker fish. And the captain of the boat explained to me what a sucker fish was because this thing looked ugly. It looked weak. And I asked him, how does a sucker fish wait in the ocean? And it was like the most powerful sound bite I'd ever heard. He says, a sucker fish is flailing in the low ocean waiting for a shark to come by. And I was like, my, my, my. And it's called a sucker fish because it connects to the shark. Is that not the greatest metaphor for coaching and mentorship? Mm -hmm. I was a sucker fish until Willie Jolly came by, and I connected to that shark. I was a sucker fish until my college basketball coach came by. I was a sucker fish until my high school principal, who was also my father, came by. I flunked out of my first high school. I was a sucker fish. And I had coaching and mentorship. So in the book Swim, we talk about the shark mindset. There's six behaviors of a shark, and we call it the sacred six. I want you guys to hear me clearly. Sharks never stop moving or they die. Okay, think about that. They are in constant motion. Basically, they run the ocean because they outwork every fish, okay? Sharks only look up. They never look down. I've met people that tell me, oh, I swim with sharks. As long as you stay beneath the shark, they won't bother you, which means sharks don't deal with anything beneath them, or they don't deal with petty. How many petty people do we know out there today? Come on, talk back to me. Mm, sharks are on. curious, and they are always learning. Sharks are curious and always learning. Sharks grow about a foot a year. What a metaphor. See, we got to become, right? We got to transform. If you're a $30,000 person, that's fine, but you got to become a $60,000 person if you want to make 60000 If I wanted yeah. to play in the NBA, I had to become an NBA ball player. So it didn't matter how much I dreamt about the NBA. I had to become. So sharks, they never look down. They only look up. They're curious. They are respectful. Sharks don't just go around killing stuff, right? They only bite humans for one reason. They are curious. They see us in the water. They're curious because sometimes they confuse us with turtles. Turtles have a head, arms, and legs, and they come and bite us, and they typically spit us out because they think we're nasty. Because sharks just don't go devouring things. They only eat to survive. Sharks, and here's the best part. Sharks are made of cartilage, which means they know when to pivot, they know when to change, and they know when to shift. And that's what we all got to do right now. And the last one of the sacred six, is that sharks work in tandem with the sucker fish. You might say to yourself, it's great for the sucker fish to take that free ride in the ocean with the shark, but that shark needs the sucker fish. Sharks are vulnerable to parasites. If a parasite attacks a shark through the gills of the nostril, it can weaken the shark. In exchange for these free rides in the ocean, in exchange for these free meals, sucker fish has one job to do, eat the parasite. So there's three kind of people in our lives that we got to learn how to manage. Sharks, sucker fish, and parasites. Mm. When people read the book Swim, they are blown away by the metaphor. And they mm. say, man, how did you come up with this? I'm like, man, my God, my God, my God. That's how. I didn't sit down and say, I'm just going to write a book. Man, I went fishing one day, and it just organically hit me. The metaphor of a shark, a sucker fish, and a parasite. So go to WalterBond.com, WalterBond.com. You can download your own personal shark mindset action plan for free. We're about really being a blessing. You can get the shark mindset action plan for free. But if you really want to get the fullness of the shark mindset, you got to read the book Swim. 
And I promise you, it's going to touch your heart like never before. And you're going to be convinced if I execute the tenets of this book, not only would I be a shark, I'm going to make sure that I take as many people as I can with me because that's what leadership does. Don't tell me you got yours. I ain't trying to hear that. I want to hear how many people you raised up. I want to hear how many millionaires you made. I want to hear how many people you helped get off drugs. I want to hear how many people you met who was broke and wanted to be a motivational speaker. They want somebody, you took them under your wing, Willie. I'm forever grateful to Willis Valley. I'm forever grateful to Desi Williamson. I'm forever grateful to Keith Harrell. Why? Because I was a sucker fish. Not just a sucker fish, I was a broke sucker fish. But my shark came by. And I connected to my shark. Come on now. I couldn't take myself. Amen. Woo, that was awesome. This Man, is a that's Walter. awesome. I, I'm yeah. grateful to be able to say that I had a little part to play in Walter Bond, a little part to play in Della Toro, a little part to play in Corey, and I'm just grateful yes, to have. be here among I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. Let me just give people <laughs> a web, a place to go to reach out to me. Uh, I told you that the audio things, uh, that cassette changed my life, and I want to give everybody, if you'll just go to wjspeaks.com slash gift wjspeaks.com slash gift. I've got audio books. I've got videos. I've got a couple books you can download. We just give them to people, the things that changed my life and changed me from a broke, busted nightclub singer to be able to start the speaking business and then try and help others. So go to wjspeaks.com slash gift. And then uh, winwithwilly.com to get the song so that you can be encouraged and share that with everybody. We'll get through this. We will get through this. It's a sensational song. Sensational song. It is. Listen, I want to thank the three of you. I, I want to. I want to make a comment to my audience. Um, I usually just go into my closing, but something just kind of, as Dale would say, touched me um, while everybody was talking, and and everybody's talking about the books and different things that we brought up on the show today. I think it's important not just to not just to support the people, and not just from the standpoint of having access. I sent all. Th- this is how things have come come together. I had this idea. I sent all three of these gentlemen a quick message. I'm thankful to have access to them they got back to me immediately and we put this thing together every single book you heard me talk about when i introduced uh willie when i introduced dell when i introduced walter i have in my personal collection just on this conversation you know that that 262 you get ready to get in commission walter is from me i just bought the kindle version literally while we were on here so i can get access to this information dell knows i have his books i've actually shipped right. books out to people to people in my community right. and That's i have right. every single willie jolly book before i even knew before willie jolly even knew my name i had every book and purchased every product the first time i met him so i think it's important to consume knowledge don't dismiss what these guys are sharing with you don't dismiss the information that's available these courses and these things are are very very important so i want to thank you guys for your time and as i close out today's episode i'm also asking you to subscribe to the podcast so you can get the latest episodes as soon as they are released if you like what you're hearing please leave a review and if not keep it to yourself if you've heard something today that can help somebody you know then i encourage you to share and finally If you're a business owner that's ready to become a fearless entrepreneur, then you need to head over to my website, fearlesswithcorey.com, to learn about the most comprehensive business growth support system for entrepreneurs on the planet. It is a bold statement I have made, and we are backing it up. I'm Corey Mosley, and this has been another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week.
Are you still there? I just want to say thank you again for listening to this podcast. Our podcast is distributed to several different sources like iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud, plus, of course, our own website. And it would mean so much to me if you liked the show to leave a review. It, of course, helps to build our popularity, but it also helps us come up in search engines so we can reach as many entrepreneurs as possible. So, can I count on you to leave a review? I know I can. Thanks again, and I look forward to sharing with you next week.